0: Well, amen. I appreciate all the good help I had up here tonight. And uh, them combined with you made us sound pretty good. They could just about get us a bus and hit the road, I think, and make at least a tenth of what Cather's made, probably. But uh, always good to be in prior. And uh, glad that I have the opportunity to come up and preach tonight. I... Good crowd tonight i appreciate you being faithful tonight and i don't know i feel like this message the lord laid on my heart I, I, the lord seemed like the lord impressed this message on me ever since uh, a couple weeks ago when brother rob told me i want he wanted me to come up and, and uh, preach this uh this night and uh i feel like i'm almost like i'm preaching to the choir because you're you're the faithful ones you're here on wednesday night for some lead for some reason it seemed like the lord continued to to lead this direction so uh we're just going to uh, we're just going to go what the Lord wants, and uh, so if uh, if there's uh, people people that need to hear this that's not here tonight, you just take it to them, all right, and, they can, and you just tell them uh, what the Lord said to you uh, through the message tonight, all right, and uh, well, you know, um, it's right after Christmas, right after New Year starts, and a lot of us, if you're like me, I won't try to lose some weight, try to, try to change some of my habits, I told you a time or two when I've been up here that I'm... I'm pre-diabetic. I'm trying. To, so far, I'm keeping it from going into diabetes. I want to keep on working on it because I want to try to uh, even get out of where I'm not even pre-diabetic anymore. Just get to where I'm just uh, my results are normal and I don't have to worry about that. I'm still working on it, but uh, man, it's hard. It's hard when you like to eat like I do. And uh, so uh, it's. Uh, but I tell you what, I, I, I'm, I get sometimes I'm ashamed of myself. I'm like, man, life. You surely that, surely that candy bar or that ice cream. Surely is not more powerful than you are. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm still working on it. But, you know, a lot of times people, they start the new year and they'll, they'll say, well, I want to be smaller. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to try to be smaller a year from now than I am today. Well, tonight I'm going to preach to you on the opposite. I'm going to preach to you just for a little while tonight on just how big do you plan on getting this year. And so um, that might be a better goal for most of us is how big you're going to plan on getting this year. But I'm not talking about your physical size. I'm talking about how big spiritually do you want to be at the end of 2022. And uh, no doubt many of us have made some New Year's resolutions, and many of the resolutions maybe was about uh, Wade. It might be about some other other things in our life that we'd like to get under control. It reminded me of these little resolutions I ran across here a while back. Somebody had wrote down their financial resolutions, and they just kept a record of their resolutions for all the different years. In 2016, they said, I will not spend my money frivolously. 2017, said, I will pay off my bank loan promptly. In 2018, said, I will pay off my bank loans properly. In 2019, I will begin making a strong effort to be out of debt by 2020. And in 2020, I will be totally out of debt by 2021. Then in 2021, I will try to pay off the debt interest by 2022. And then in 2022, I will try to be out of the country by 2023. And uh, that's more like it, probably. And some, of them, some of us want to try to be a better husband or better wife. Reminds me of those resolutions. 2019, I will try to be a better husband to Marge. In 2020, I will not leave Marge. In 2021, I will try for a reconciliation with Marge. 2022, I will try to be a better husband to Wanda. Then when I think about myself and how that I always get out of the holidays and feel like, man, i got to change my ways. All that good holiday food was good, but, man, it's uh, it's still hanging around. It's, it's after New Year's and it's still hanging around in front of me all the time. And uh, it reminds me of this little poem that somebody wrote. It says, "'Twas the month after Christmas and all through the house. Nothing would fit me, not even a blouse. The cookies I'd nibbled, the eggnog I'd taste at the holiday parties had gone to my waist." when I got on the scales, there arose such a number. When I walked to the store, less a walk than a lumber. I'd remember the marvelous meals I'd prepared and the gravies and sauces and the beef nicely reared. The wine and the rum balls, the bread and the cheese, and the way I never said, no, thank you, please. As I dressed myself in my husband's old shirt and prepared once again to do battle with dirt, I said to myself, as only I can, you can't spend winter disguised as a man. So away with the last of the sour cream dip. Get rid of the fruitcake, every cracker, and chip. Every last bit of food that I like must be banished till all of the additional ounces have vanished. I won't have a cookie, not even a lick. I'll want only to chew on a long celery stick. I won't have hot biscuits or cornbread or pie. I'll munch on a carrot and quietly cry. I'm hungry, I'm lonesome, and life is a bore. But isn't that what January is for? Unable to giggle and no longer a riot. Happy New Year to all, and to all a good diet. <clears throat> Reminds me of a song, my, uh, anybody y'all, anybody remember that song, I Won't Have to Worry Anymore? The old song, I Won't Have to Worry Anymore? Anyway, it's it's an old song that's uh, uh, been around for a lot of years. Well, my brother rewrote the words to that, and I won't sing the whole thing to you, because I'd have to go work the piano to do it right, I guess, but uh, my brother, the, uh, he wrote some new words to that a few years back, and... Thought it's pretty good. He said, down here, I'll, down here, I have to diet cauliflower and Melba toast. I want some homemade biscuits, gravy, and some rolls. But a better day is coming when I stand on heaven's shore and I won't have to diet anymore. No, I won't have to diet when I reach the other shore. My calorie book can be forgotten and I can eat forevermore. I'll have a brand new body as thin and trim as it can be, and I won't have to diet anymore. So one of these days I'll sing the rest of it for you. But uh I sang it one time for my wife, and you know she's she's about 14 years younger than me, you know, so she don't know all this stuff, that I know. And I said something about cauliflower and melba toast. She said, What's Melba toast? And I said, I think they still got it in the store. You don't ever hear I mention it anymore, but I said it. It's what they used to eat when they was on a diet, you know. I guess it was, they could have bread, but it wasn't so, so fattening, I guess. But uh, anyway, I'm going to preach to you just a little while tonight. I'll try to uh, to be brief tonight on just how big you plan to get this year. Now, I don't want to discourage you from, from trying to lose weight or get in better shape physically this year, but my main concern tonight is going to be on your spiritual condition. And I think it's a shame sometimes when a a Christian goes year after year after year remaining the same size spiritually than they were last year or maybe the year before. I don't know about you, but wouldn't you like to end 2022 a uh, a bigger, better, stronger Christian than you ended 2021? I know I would. I certainly hope you would. I mean, the Lord's blessed us. God has blessed our church, our both campuses, uh, by sending us people our way. And we've grown in numbers and... And I'm praying God will continue in 2022 to continue to send folks our way that need to hear about Jesus and we will continue to grow more. But I'd sure like to see 2022 be a year that we end not just growing in numbers, but growing spiritually as we become closer and closer to Him. You see, if we grow spiritually as individuals, we will grow spiritually as a church. And if we grow spiritually, then we're just naturally going to grow as numbers. I and mean, we should all want to grow more in 2022, uh, so that we can look back 12 months from now and we can be stronger, more committed Christians than we are today. And so I'm going to look at just a couple of verses in First Peter, First Peter chapter number two, First Peter chapter number two, verses two and three, says, "As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If so be that you have trusted that the Lord is gracious." Dr. Lee Robertson, who was the founder of Tennessee Temple College, he was the pastor of what at one, at one time was one of the largest churches in America. And uh, he had a lifelong motto in his pastoral ministry. And his motto was was just simply just three words, three to thrive. That was his motto. And um, I'll explain what that motto means. I mean, I know, I remember in school, we were taught that in order to have proper nutrition and be healthy, we were told and we'd be able to perform better in school, and we just needed to uh, get all of the three daily meals in. And we were told we shouldn't skip breakfast or lunch or dinner, but instead just make sure that we ate a well-balanced meal at each proper time. And and uh, I certainly believe that's good advice. And and uh, I I've personally I've expanded on that, expounded on that program, and I, I have four or five well-balanced meals a day. And uh, so I figured if three's good, then four or five surely better. And so uh, you know. If eating regular, consistent meals is good for us physically, wouldn't it stand to reason tonight that the same thing would be good for us spiritually? I mean, everything that God has said in His Word is divinely inspired. It's given to us for a reason, given to us for a purpose. And if that's so, and it is... Then Hebrews 10.25 was put in our Bibles for a purpose, and if so, what's that purpose? Hebrews 10.25, of course, says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, that verse says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. And of course, what is the assembling of ourselves together? Well, that's when the church meets together, for for whatever reason it is. I mean, we're not to forsake. In other words, we're to be there. I mean, you ought to want to be in everything that the church has going on so much to the point, if you come by the church in the middle of the week and there's more cars there than normal, you stop and figure out. I'm going to go there and see if something's going on that I need to be a part of. And you know, we all just want to be, in, be a part of everything that the church is involved in, everything that the church is doing. I mean, I think if God put that in Scripture, and He did, then there must be a reason for it. And I think He wants us to realize that there's something to be gained by us when we are there... When the church meets together. Now what's the purpose in eating three meals a day? Well, it helps us maintain a consistent level of strength and energy throughout the day. And uh, what is the purpose of being in all the services every time the church meets together? Well, it helps us maintain a consistent level of spiritual strength and a zeal for God throughout the week. And uh, I mean, I don't see how people make it uh, that, that don't come but just one service a week. because man by the, I, by the time Tuesday night rolls around, I'm looking forward to Wednesday night, but I like, I'm ready to come in and get myself refreshed. I mean here's some of the word that'll get me through. If I can get it, if I can make it there tomorrow night and I can get my batteries charged, I can get fed spiritually, then I believe I can make it till Sunday again. you know And uh, that's how it ought to be. I mean Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, that, Wednesday night, that's our three meals spiritually that we get at the church uh, uh, every week. And, uh, I mean, if you believe tonight that coming to the service on Sunday morning and hearing the Word of God is good for you, I mean, you know it's good for you. Then would you not agree with me that coming to the service on Sunday morning is good? Then probably coming to the Sunday night service then would be better. I mean, Sunday morning is good, Sunday night would be better. Well, then if coming to Sunday morning and Sunday night is better for you than just coming on Sunday morning, then if it would stand a reason then, that the Wednesday night service would be the best thing for you and I, and I think that it is. I mean, you know, with I mean, anybody here tonight that that you're afraid you might get too much of God's word, I I, I never have met anybody yet that that I just felt like they just uh, uh, they had just become uh, so spiritual that they needed to lay off the word for a while. I, I never met them. Uh, now there may be there's some that thought that, but I've never met anybody that really had that that problem in their life. And I'm uh, just going to give you three things tonight. Number one. There's going to be several things that will be affected by your faithfulness uh, to the church service. Number one, your own spiritual growth. I mean, when you eat good and eat regular, well-balanced meals, who benefits from it? You do. I mean, when you eat well and eat right, you're going to be the one that gets the benefit from it. I mean, now, if everybody else around you decided they're just going to quit eating, would that keep you from eating? Well, not if you're like me. I mean, if everybody around me says, well, I'm just not hungry. I hadn't been hungry in three or four days. I'm just not going to eat no more. Well, just give me your plate, then I'll eat yours and mine. I mean, I'm going to keep eating. I'm I'm going to eat for myself. And that's how it ought to be spiritually. It ought to be that no matter what anybody else does, you and I have a determination that we're going to get spiritual food and we're going to get spiritually fed and we're going to do what we can to grow spiritually. You know, we can't blame anybody else for our lack of, of Christian growth. Don't use the excuse, well, if my husband or my wife or somebody else, if they would just get serious about serving God and growing spiritually, then I would too. No, you just need to make up your mind that what you're going to do, I mean, sure, sure, it would be, it would be a great benefit if the whole family would get serious about serving God and growing in the Lord. That certainly makes it easier to be able to grow in the Lord when you're all got the uh, one mind, you're all working together. But even if nobody else eats right spiritually, It will benefit you if you'll start eating the spiritual meals that's being put on the table at the house of God. Now, I know this is the Wednesday night crowd. You're the core of the church. But even sometimes we can come three times a week, but we're still not really taking in the word that's being put out on the table. I mean, you know, sometimes maybe kids will come to the table and you notice that don't seem like they're eating very much, don't seem like they're caring much about Eating what's on the table. And sometimes we'll ask them, have you been eating a bunch of junk? A lot of times that's how we are as Christians. We've been filling up on the junk of this world. And then we come to God's house. We're there, but we're not necessarily taking the word and applying and using it and taking it in, letting it benefit us like it ought to. I mean, you know, we ought to come to the house of God with a dedication and determination that we're going to, we're going to eat whatever God has put on the table there spiritually for us that night or that morning. And we're going to let God use it to help us to grow. Now, when you think of somebody, if I ask you tonight, I want you to think of somebody, who is it that comes to your mind first of all when you think of somebody that's a strong, dedicated Christian? Who is it that comes to your mind? That person that comes to your mind when you think about that, is it somebody that just comes to church whenever they feel like it or when it's convenient? Or is that somebody that comes to your mind that's always faithful and comes to all the services, they read their Bible during the week, they pray faithfully to the Lord all during the week. I think more than likely you would agree with me that the person who is faithful, not just to the services in the house of God, but the faithful to read their Bible, faithful to pray all throughout the week, that would be the person that I would think of as a strong person spiritually. Well, if that's the person that we think of that would be strong spiritually, And when those are the characteristics that they have, then don't you think it would behoove us to try to copy what's working in their life? I mean, if they're being faithful to church and they're reading their Bible and their prayer life is what's helping them to be the strong Christian that they are, maybe you and I ought to to seek to be that way, to follow after their example. I hear people say sometimes, well, I don't have to come to church to be close to the Lord. I mean, I can read my Bible and I can pray at home or whenever I want to. And that is true. They can. But most people that have ever told me that, I look right back at them and I say, then why don't you? Because I have yet to ever have anybody that tells me that, that really was reading their Bible and really was having that close spiritual walk with the Lord on their own somewhere, staying at home and not ever come to the house of God. Now, you can read your Bible at home. You can get spiritual food at home. But if, if you're not even going to go to the trouble, of coming to the house of God and eating some spiritual food that the preacher's prepared for you and just gonna spoon feed you for about an hour. The chances are you're not gonna stir up some spiritual meal at home with your Bible and your prayer life just on your own from scratch. If you won't eat what's already, he's already got gonna spoon feed you. Most people, that's just the way it is. You know, they'll they say, well, I can, I can worship God out on the creek bank. Yeah, but most of them aren't. I've never seen too many of them out there on the creek bank, uh, that, that really was worshiping the Lord. Now, there are people, all saying, they'll make statements like, man, I just wish I was closer to the Lord. I would just give anything if I was a stronger Christian. I mean, try to put this as kind as I can. But you're lying through your teeth. You know, don't misunderstand me. I know people that say those things without really thinking them through, but they're just simply not true statements. When you say that you wish you were closer to the Lord, and if you really and truly did wish to be closer to the Lord, then you would be. I mean, the Lord wants us to be closer to him, and so if we're not closer to him, it's not God's fault. I mean, God said, Draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. So if you want to be closer to the Lord, if you want to be, if you truly want to be closer to the Lord, you would be. I heard a preacher say that one time, and the more I thought about it, how true it is. He said, right now, at this moment in your life, you are just as close to God as you want to be. We always make excuses. We'll come up with all these excuses of why, why we can't be closer to the Lord. In all reality, we are as close to the Lord right now as we want to be. Because if we really, truly, in our heart, want to be closer to Him, we can be many times spiritually speaking. Same way with me in trying to lose weight. Sometimes we want a quick fix, and I'll get these advertisements to be this, take this pill or drink this powder and all this kind of stuff. And if you'll just do this, man, you'll you'll lose this amount of weight and all this kind of stuff. Most of them don't work. The only thing that really works is pushing away from the table some and 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 just eating the good stuff and don't eat uh don't eat all that bad stuff that's that's not good for me. I mean it's, there's there's really no shortcut. And that's how it is spiritually speaking. There's no there's no quick fix, there's no shortcut. There's no way around it. I mean the best way to grow spiritually in your own personal life is to be faithful and just to eat regular balanced spiritual meals from God's word. And I've watched church members through the years and do you know which church members it is that show obvious signs of spiritual growth? It's those that stay faithful to the services. Those that stay faithful to reading the word of God. It's those that stay faithful in their prayer life, And they make it a priority that they're going to spend some time with the Lord every day. And I, I got convicted about that several years ago. Because <clears throat> I have about a 40-minute drive or so, 40, 45-minute drive to work every day and uh you know i mean if you if you've been around me very long you you find out man i I'm a news junkie and I'm always into politics and and man i I used to listen to all the conservative talk show hosts and all this stuff you know and man i would uh i found out i had a serious radio or whatever in my car i found out i could i could get i could get the Fox News channel, just the audio part in my car and man I was listening to that all the way to work every day and all that. And I got the thing, and God convicted me one day and said, you know, said, you spend more time in your car riding to work listening to Fox News than you spend talking to me every day. I got convicted, but so I, I turned that thing off. And it's been about, I don't know, probably four or five years ago that I stopped doing that. And now every morning, my 40, 45-minute drive to work, that's my that's my extended prayer time that I spend with the Lord. I have. I mean, I got all that time. That I can pray. And I mean, I, uh, I hope, I guess people, maybe people think I'm using my hands free because maybe people see me going down the road. I'm, I'll, I'll pray out loud, you know, cause, and, uh, it's keep easier to keep myself on track and, and, uh, and not lose my train of thought. I'll just, I'll just pray to the Lord, talk to the Lord out loud There's as I'm driving down the road. And, you know, I, I found out that I could make time for the Lord if I choose to. And I decided, you know what, if, if God has been so good to me and he has, And God blesses me like he does. Then I need to quit making excuses and just make time for him like I need to. Because you can find time for the Lord if you want to. You see, not only will your own spiritual growth be affected by faithful church attendance. And also faithful study of the word and prayer life during the week. Number two, your family's spiritual growth will be affected by your church attendance. And your faithful prayer life and time in the word. I never cease to be amazed when I see parents will say they would like to raise children who will grow up and get married and raise their own families as as Christians trusting the Lord and <clears throat> learning the things of the Lord together. But many times those same parents that they want their kids to grow up and be young, adult, young adults that will serve God and, and be in church still, many times those same parents don't make it a priority uh, to put God first in their lives if you don't mimic God in front of them and show them the right ways and how that God is a priority in your life, how do you think your kids are going to grow up and make God a priority in their life? You see, if your children see church or the word of God or prayer as only nominally important to you, then they'll grow up and it'll be barely important, if important at all, to them. See, they can grow up and be successful Christians without sports, without recreational activities, without a lot of things. But they cannot grow up to be successful Christians without faithful church attendance, without faithful prayer, and without faithful study of the Word of God. Now, I know a few people that got saved as an adult and became faithful to church later. But many times, unless they get saved as an adult very few of them will grow up to be more faithful to church than they were when they were raised i believe the bible teaches us to pick out good examples and to learn from them and one of the best examples through the years in my life of a faithful church is the church that i grew up in there in perry oklahoma and the the church there has probably a 97 or 98% return rate on sunday night or wednesday night and, um, uh, my brother, of course, passed away several years ago, was the pastor there for about 22 years. My dad was the pastor before that for 24 years. And all through those years of both of those men's ministries, they really preached faithfulness and telling the people that it's, it's, that this is for your own good. God's going to bless you and you're going to bless your homes. If you'll just make the church, the priority that it ought to be in your lives. And, and that just stuck. And, uh, I used to jokingly say, "Well, my my dad uh, he preached so hard. He was one of them. He's one of them loud, rambunctious, old-fashioned preachers. Get down there in the pews and you just get in there and talk right with you, you know. And uh, I mean, he made you feel like a dirty dog if you laid out of church. So people just came and they just got faithful. But I'm, my brother, oh, he kept track of the attendance records, and he would tell me sometimes that there were times when they would even have more people on Wednesday night than they had on Sunday morning." because they would have people that went to another church maybe on Sunday morning would come to their church on on Wednesday night or something. And uh, But that church was so faithful. And uh, they might have 140, 150 or something there on Sunday morning, and they'd have 130, 140 back on Sunday evening and Wednesday nights. And, and um, as a result of that, you could go there tonight to that church, and there was probably a dozen or so young married couples that I watched them, grow up from the time they were born and those they were kids when i was younger they were kids and now they're adults that have children and they're raising their families they're still in that church still faithfully serving the lord and there's families there there's whole families in that church that they'll mom and dad and now they've got their kids have kids and and there might be there might be 15 or 20 of one family that's sitting there all in one group and and they're in part of the church and it's not just my, my family because i've got Uh, I got two sisters and a brother still in the church there and their families. And there's about 30 of my family in there. Uh, But there's other families, not just them. There's several families in there that they've got just many extended family members just sitting, still sitting there faithful in that church serving the Lord. And um, I watched even young people. It amazed me. Those young people, even when they were young, they would, in high school age or whatever, they'd start dating somebody and they'd bring their dates to church. And they brought their dates to church three times a week. If you're having revival, they brought them to revival. And you know, it's no surprise. Sometimes they ended up marrying those people. And when they married them, they stayed right there, and they just faithfully continued to serve the Lord together. And now they're raising kids there in that church. I mean, just there's if you get faithful to serving God, coming to the church attendance, also not only just the attendance, but also just coming to the house of God and. And then reading your Bible, praying, and, and uh, putting it into practice. Not just coming and hearing the messages. I mean, Brother Rob's going to do his part to feed us the Word. But it's going to be our place to put it into practice and use it in our lives. I remember one of the most successful businessmen there in that church in Perry is a young man that I guess today is probably about, probably mid-60s. But he worked as a young man. He worked in his daddy's auto body shop for years. And one day he came to my dad and he asked my dad if he thought God would bless him if he opened his own body shop. My dad said, well, I believe God will bless you if you'll put God first. I believe he will. And so he opened his own shop, just a little bitty small shop there. He There off the, about a block or so off of downtown Perry. And he opened him up a little shop there. And he asked my dad to come down there in front of all those guests and to... to uh, Pray at his open house. The Chamber of Commerce came down, had a big open house thing for him, and he asked my dad to come down and, and to ask a blessing over uh, his business that he was starting there, and of course my dad did. <clears throat> and that man for years, he's been the top tithes and offerings giver in that church, and he might work late every night of the week except Wednesday, but every Wednesday evening he might come rushing into church a minute or two late. He might still have his hair wet from the shower. But you can count on it, he'll be there. And I've seen some of his family would take off. They'd leave early after Sunday school or something on Sunday morning. They'd leave and go to a family reunion. He'd say, well, y'all go on if you want to, but I'm going to stay here until church is over. And I'll be there when whenever after the service this morning. I mean, he just, he made church a priority in his life. I mean, they didn't even go on vacation. They'd go to Branson or somewhere. And he had asked my dad, said, now we're going to be gone to Branson this week, but could you give me a, the name of a good church up there? And said, because Wednesday night, we feel like we ought to be in God's house and just get some more spiritual food. Even even though we can't be at this service, at this church, we feel like we ought to be somewhere getting fed. And he, he did go to church when he was on vacation. It's so no wonder that man is blessed. His kids are all still in church, grandkids in church. Well, your family's spiritual growth is going to benefit from faithfulness to God's house. But last of all, the church's family growth is going to be affected by your faithfulness to the house of God and to the study of the word and to prayer. I mean, now what is the church anyway? Well, it's not the building. It's not the organization. It's not a bank account down at the bank. In all reality, the church is simply the total of all of us individual members ourselves the church will never be as strong as it can be if you, as a member, are not as strong as you can be. Now, everybody else in here can be sold out, dedicated, and they can be as strong as possible for them to the Lord. But if you're not, even though the church might be 99% strong, In their spiritual life. They're still lacking that one. Because if you're not as strong as you can be. The church isn't as strong as it could be. Because if you'd get sold out. You'd get dedicated. You'd get in the word. You'd spend some time with the Lord. The church would be even stronger than it is right now. I know like again. You're the core people tonight. That keep the church going. And the church means the most to you. I mean. You got the faithful crowd. That's always here. And. And. I know that it's like it is in Tahlequah. You can, you're you always going to have a good crowd here, just like you do in Tahlequah. We can go there. and I mean, sometimes different things, weather or different things are going on. Sometimes the crowd may be more than other times. But there's always going to be, you know, a, a pretty decent crowd at either one of the campuses. But until we get to the place where we're 100%, we can always do better. And... Tonight, maybe there's some er- other areas. If you like you're here again, you're. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir because you are the faithful Wednesday night core crowd. But maybe you've gotten to the point where you're, where in some ways of your life, you're just going through the motions. You're coming, you're being there for the services. I mean, you're hearing the word preached, and boy, you get all excited and say, "Praise the Lord and Amen" when Brother Rob's firing you up. But by the time you get to your car and you start riding home you kind of start letting it empty out a little bit, and you don't really put the message into practice that you got so excited about while you're sitting here. Maybe you want to just make a determination tonight that as God leads you through Brother Dave and through Pastor Rob and others that might fill the pulpit here, that you're going to spend this year that you're not just going to let those messages just Stir your heart while you're here, but not change your life when you're there. Maybe you want to make up your mind tonight that I'm going, to, I'm going to do my best to really try to consciously apply the messages that I hear this year. I'm going to try to apply those messages and say, you know what? God had me here. God had the preacher preach that message. And if God had him preach it and God had me here to hear it, then God has some purpose for me to hear that message. And there's, I'm going to determine what that purpose is, I'm going to put it into practice and use it in my life. Just how big do you want to be in 2022? Do you want to end 2022? I know it seems like a long ways ahead of us right now, but before you know it, it's going to turn in just a few short months. And you're going to look back and see yourself. Do you want to end this year just like you are today? Or do you want to look back on 2022 and say, thank God I took the necessary steps to be closer to God in 2022 than I was in 2021? Tonight, you can grow if you want to, but it's not going to just happen. I mean, I can sit in front of a plate of food and pray, Lord, give me the nourishment that I need to live and be healthy. And if I don't ever pick up my fork and, put it in my mouth, and I'm going to continue to be weak and malnourished. Just going to the table is not enough to give me the nourishment that I need. I've got to put some effort into it. I've got to actually take it into me. And I can't blame God and say, well, God, I asked you to make me stronger and more nourished, but if I didn't pick the food up and put it in my mouth, that's not God's fault. It's my fault. Some of you might be here tonight that you, you need to be more faithful or you need to be more dedicated to applying the message Whatever it is that God speaks to your heart tonight, I pray you'll you'll listen to the Lord tonight and obey the Lord. I preached a message when I was pastoring in Colorado. I preached a message similar to this, not the exact same message, but I preached a message similar to this one year at the beginning of the year. And about a year later, on about the same Sunday, about the first or second Sunday of January the next year, Lord led me just preach that same message again. And after every point, I just, at the end of every point, I just added, what did I tell you? And a year from now, if I was to come preach this message again, and after every one of those points, I'd tell you, what did I tell you? I told you last year if you'd be faithful. I told you last year if you would apply yourself to studying your Bible, to praying more, that you'd grow spiritually. I told you that if you had put God first in your life, your kids would see you putting God first in, in your life, and your kids would make Him a priority in their lives too. And even your kids, your family's going to grow. Wouldn't you, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't you like to be on the positive side and say, "Yep, you told me that a year ago, and I put it into practice. And what you said is absolutely true. My family's stronger today than we were a year ago." Don't you, wouldn't you like to be on the positive side of that rather than somebody that's looking back a year from now with regret and saying, it's not, my, it's not your fault. You told me. You told me a year ago if I'd put God first. If I'd apply myself, I'd read my Bible, I'd pray, and if my family would see me put God first, that they'd grow. I just didn't put it into practice. Now I'm not any stronger than I was a year ago. Which one of those two people do you want to be? I want to be that one that looks back and says, man, I sure am glad that I heeded the Holy Spirit. I sure am glad that I decided I was going to be a stronger Christian at the end of this year than I was last year. Let's all stand together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the message you gave us tonight. Lord, thank you for the privilege of preaching your word. <clears throat> thank you for the good folks and their attendities tonight. and Lord, I pray that you'll just Help us take this message, Lord, apply it and use it in our lives. Because, Lord, every one of us here tonight could be closer to you. Lord, these are some good folks here tonight, Lord, some good godly people. But, Lord, the best among us tonight could still be better. None of us have reached a place where we couldn't grow more. And, God, I pray that you'll just help us this year to get in your word and not just learn your word or hear your word, but apply it. Let it change us. Let us make, let it make us stronger, more dedicated Christians than we are today. I pray, God, you'll continue to keep your hand upon this good church and our wonderful pastor, Lord. Just keep, keep your hand on him, Lord. Just help, help him to be able to bring the messages of you as you lay them on his heart. And we'll take them and apply them and use them in our lives. Have your will and way this invitation. Seems be asking in your name. Amen. You come tonight, and if God's spoken to your heart, and you've got something you want to talk to the Lord about.